Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA Podcast. We're your hosts, Caitlin Mitchell and Jessica Kanata. If you're looking for ways to bring rigor and engagement to your middle school ELA classroom without sacrificing your nights and weekends, then this podcast is for you. Our goal is to provide you with your weekly dose of tips, tools, and inspiration so you can actually enjoy teaching again. We'll help you bring the fun and creativity to your ELA lessons so that your students master the standards and you can leave school when the bell rings. Get ready to be that teacher you've always wanted to be to do great work and thrive. Okay, so this podcast episode is all about a back-to-school activity that's going to pay off all freaking year long. You're going to implement this at the beginning of the year, and you're going to be like, dang, I am doing that every single year from now on because it makes such a freaking difference. So I want to set the scene for you, and I want to take you to a place. So I want you to imagine that it's 7.15 on a Tuesday night, and I don't know why we keep using Tuesday. I was just thinking, I'm like, why do we always say Tuesday? <laughs> why it's a Tuesday? I don't know. I don't have anything against Tuesdays. <laughs> okay. Starting over. It's 7.15. It's a Tuesday night. And even though you know you shouldn't do it, you open up your work email. Dun, dun, dun. I feel like this is a horror story. <laughs> <laughs> you click on the email and the subject line says, hey, Mrs. Marlowe. It's from Lucas, your student from fourth period. And then the email itself is in all caps. So first of all, the subject line, we've got issues, but right. It's ridiculously long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if I'm like getting yelled at, it's like, Hey, open up this email. It's Lucas. <laughs> okay. And so the email then is in all caps. So as I'm reading this email, I want you to imagine it being in all caps. Okay. I emailed you this morning and I never heard back with an exclamation mark. I saw the grade you gave me for my essay exclamation mark. It's not fair. You took points off because I turned it in late exclamation mark. You didn't tell us about it in class and I didn't see it on the class website till after it was due. I had a baseball game and I didn't get home until late because there was traffic. And then I had to study for my history quiz. That score you gave me on the essay brought my whole GPA down. And now coach says I can't play in the playoffs. Um, you're getting yelled at right now. Can you give me an extra credit project? I need it by tomorrow so I can get back on the team. Exclamation mark. I hope you let me know by tonight. Exclamation mark. <laughs> I'm like dying hearing you read that. <laughs> there are so many things wrong with the email, but for so many different reasons, it's all caps, a way too familiar greeting of, Hey, you are their teacher. There's a demanding tone, impatience, no accountability. Like we could go on and on and on. And I am sure that you know that this is all too common amongst our students. I am, you may have gotten an email like this yourself. I will tell you right now, I've, I've gotten an email like this from a parent. So perhaps we could use this activity with parents as well. <laughs> a back to school night activity. Side note, side note. A little, <laughs> little back to school night activity. Um, yet more often than not, they haven't been taught how to effectively communicate through email, right? They don't know the do's and don'ts of writing a professional sounding request to an adult. And this is a life skill, right? How much of what we do as adults in communication happens through emails, right? And how important is a professional, respectful email? It Absolutely. is it's so important. It is so important. So go ahead, Jess. I'm going to let you. Well, what you're saying is so true. And what's worse is that if we don't nip this in the bud, 
their students are just going to continue writing this way for years, right? They're going to make a bad habit even worse. But the good news is it doesn't have to be this way. And there is a simple activity that you can do the first week or month. Although I really think the first week it's so worth it. Um, activity that you can do with your students to ensure that you are always going to receive professional and respectful emails from your students, and they're going to be learning a valuable lifelong skill. So that's where this email etiquette activity comes in. And we're going to walk you through this activity so that you can implement it in your class right away. And I promise you, like, I'm not exaggerating here at all. You are immediately going to see results from your students. Yeah. And if you're good. It is so, and we got so, I can't even tell you how many Facebook posts we had in our uh, private Facebook group last year at the beginning of the year, when our teachers used this, mm-hmm. they were like game changer lifesaver. And they've come back and told us throughout the year, thank God I did that email etiquette activity at the beginning of the year. So if you are an EB teachers club member and you don't yet have this resource, definitely use one of your two free coupon codes from this month to grab this exact activity that Jessica is about to walk you through. Um, so you can grab it for free. It's all done for you. It has sample emails, a rubric for the writing activity, and a list of all the tips that students can follow to craft a well-written professional email. And if you're not an EB Teachers Club member yet, definitely make sure you get your name on the priority list so that perhaps you can join us before we head back to school um, here in a couple of weeks. So if you go to ebacademics.com forward slash membership, you'll be able to add your name to our priority list and you'll be the first to know when we allow enrollment again. And I do want to add before we jump into like describing this activity, this is an exact activity that I did with my fifth graders the first week of school. And it definitely works for any grade fifth through eighth grade, even probably in um, high school. But um, when I did it with my students, I happen to remember my principal just coming in the room that day. And she was like, wait, what are you guys doing? And she stayed around for it. And she was just like, oh my gosh, thank you for teaching them this. (laughs) And she's like, this is going to pay off in so many different ways. And it was true. And I kept hearing from their other teachers the rest of the year, like, thank you for doing that email activity. Like I get the best emails from totally fifth grade students now. So it's hands down number one activity I recommend for teachers at the beginning of the school year. Was this at your school in the city? It was. Yeah. 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 Um, and so a bonus that I love about this specific activity is that you hit a bunch of writing and speaking and listening standards when you do it. So you're hitting standards. It's not just to do it, to do it right. Mm-hmm. Students produce clear and coherent writing in which the development organization and style are appropriate to task purpose and audience. What standard is that? Right. We all hear, I've like, I've said that <laughs> standard time. times. Um, students engage effectively in a range of collaborative discussions with this activity, which is a standard. Um, and students also demonstrate command of the conventions of standard English capitalization, punctuation, and spelling when writing. So we're hitting at least three legitimate standards with this activity, if not a plethora of more. So let's go ahead and talk about how it works. Let's do it. Okay. So here's how the activity starts. You're going to start out with a pre-assessment. And what you're going to do is you're going to tell your students to draft an email to one of their teachers about any appropriate topic. You can give them some ideas, tell them, you know, you're missing a homework assignment or whatever it is. They're not going to actually send it though. Your students are just going to print it out and turn it into you. And it's important that you don't tell them anything about email etiquette. Rather, you just want to see like, what would they naturally write if they were composing an email to a teacher? So these emails or these drafts are going to act as that pre-assessment and you'll be sharing these emails back with your students once they've completed all the email etiquette activities that we're going to walk you through. 
So students will later have an opportunity to go back and critique that original email using what they've learned. And it's actually really funny. They're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was doing all these things, right? So they do that pre-assessment. They draft that email, print it out, give it to you. Then you're going to explain to students that over the next, you know, two or so class periods, you will be discussing proper email etiquette. And you're going to stress to students that knowing how to compose a professional email is an imperative skill that they will be used throughout the course of their education, as well as in a professional setting. I think that's really, really important. Setting that scene for students of why you're doing this activity. It's one of those ones, you know, where students are like, why am I learning this? Well, here's a great opportunity. You're learning this because you will use this throughout your entire life. So what you'll do then is you'll distribute an email etiquette examiner to each student. So that's just what we call it in our resource. If you're going to make this on your own, you know, you call it something else. I love it though. This it's cute, right? It's really cute. Yes. It's very (laughs) engaging looking. Like it makes the, the resource like really cool. It does. So basically it's like all the information students should know about writing proper emails, but it's in the form of a newspaper. So it just makes it more fun for them to read. So there's examples of poorly written emails, which, you know, students love and they laugh at. And then there's examples of well-written emails. There's an explanation of why writing proper emails is so important, especially if you're asking someone to do something for you, which let's face it, nine out of 10 times, that's what your students are doing, right? They're requesting (laughs) something from you. So they might as well know how to do it properly. Um, In that examiner, there's a chart with like 15 must know tips that helps students craft a professional email. So these are things like showing gratitude or avoiding those excessive exclamation points, which Caitlin was calling out in that sample email at the beginning. (laughs) There's even an opportunity for students to quickly write a practice email, applying all the things they've read about in the newspaper. And there's a crossword puzzle because, you know, newspapers usually have crossword puzzles. So it's like integrating all the stuff that you're going to be talking about in proper emails. Um, So students read through it, they work through the activities, and then you have a a class discussion about the information that's found in that examiner. And these are some of the questions you might be asking your students. Like, why do we need email etiquette? It's interesting to see what they come up with. Or why should you consider your audience when writing an email? How would the way you write an email change depending on your audience? Is it gonna look different if you're emailing, you know, a friend versus the principal? versus, you know, a job you're applying to, those are good things to get them to start thinking about. Another question. I love this one. (laughs) What if you have a complaint that you want to address with your teacher via email? What do you think you should do? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Like the discussion that happens around that question. So good. And that's another good one to um, have them share with their parents. (laughs) When is it appropriate to email a teacher? Should you be doing it during the day? Is there a cutoff point in the afternoon? You know, what are the expectations around that? So you have that discussion. And then the next class period, you're going to assign your students a particular made up situation. This part is so much fun. (laughs) And they're going to write you an actual email that they will send to you and you will grade. So they learned all that stuff from the first day from that email etiquette examiner. Then you give them this fake situation and and we'll walk you through some of those in a second. And students have to take what they learned, write you the email, and then you grade it. Like this is my first ELA grade for them that goes in my grade book. So they take it seriously. 
So in the EB resource that we have for our teachers, we have five different situations and you can just, you know, copy them and then pass them out at random to your students. And there's a rubric. So students know exactly how they're going to be assessed. And I'll just share one of the sample situations with you. So you get an idea. So here's what students would get. It'd be a little blurb. And it says the grade book indicates that you have a missing assignment. You're positive that you turned that assignment in, write an email to your teacher requesting they verify the status of this missing assignment. And I think this one, I mean, it's just so commonplace. I used to get emails a lot. Like how come it shows I'm missing page 42 of the workbook? I did it. Like here are the emails <laughs> I would get Not anymore though. So what students would do if they got that particular situation is they would write and send you that email. So they pretend they're missing the assignment and they have to go through all the steps and then they're graded on professionalism, respect, mechanics, and their special attention paid to all those different tips they learned, such as avoiding all the capital letters or ensuring that the email is concise. There's a bunch of different ones. And the situations are really realistic. So it's fun for students to role play and kind of get into character as they type out their emails. And then I have to say on like the teacher's end, it's super easy to grade, right? You, you just literally are going in your email and it's, they're quick because you're teaching students to be concise with their email <laughs> and you just use the rubric that's provided. And then it's all standards aligned. So you're just like, check. Yep. Did it, did it, did it done. There's my first grade. Love it. And it's such a great activity that's going to pay off all year long. Like Jessica said, do it at the beginning of the year. And I think you can do it when you come back from winter break. Like if you start to notice some slippage in the way in which students are writing you emails, bring it back out and give them a different situation yeah. and just go over those expectations again. Cause I think it is important for them to practice, uh, with direction on a consistent basis with this specific type of writing. Cause it is a type of writing. Um, and it sets a tone for your class, right? It's very beginning. It conveys the message that writing is important. It's going to be treated as such both in your class and out of your class. Um, and as a total side note, I think this lesson provides you with a great opportunity to also set your own boundaries and non-negotiables around your response time to emails from students. And I just meant to that yes, hundred <laughs> percent. And I mean, you can be very strict with it. You can be fun with it, but you get to set your non-negotiables. You get to implement them and then you get to stick to them and actually, um, follow through with them. Because if you start to respond at nine o'clock at night, that changes the expectation, even though, you know, you're maybe trying to be nice or whatever. I think it's really important to stick to you, your original plan that you laid out. Um, so we'll include the link for you guys for this on our teachers pay teacher store. If you're not an EB teacher, if you are an EB teacher, definitely go grab it for free, um, in your EB marketplace. Yeah. Cool. All right. You guys have a wonderful rest of your day. And as we head back into the back to school season, hard to believe that it's already here. Um, we're wishing you guys a great year a great year this year leaving last year in the past and going in all fresh and excited with boundaries, with systems, with processes and things to really help set you up for a successful school year. All right, you guys, we will see you next week on the podcast. Bye everyone. Bye everybody.